my calculations are correct, when this baby hits 88 miles per hour, you're gonna see some serious shit. It's Geek Stuff, TNG. What the fuck is a reboot? We're gonna be rolling out a lot of new things. Where the stars of this piece of shit? Oh, are you? I am the sandwich. No one of consequence. You can find me on Xbox at Fat Dumbledore. <laughs> you know what keeps going through my head? Where's my sandwich? To all who come to this happy place, welcome. I am West Coast Scott! How the hell did I get roped into this? Show me what you got. Scotty, beam me up. The force is strong with this one. And I am Big Kev. Hail to the king, baby. Yo, that kid Monty is fired. I have Amigo Isis action figure. Almighty Isis. And here we go. that uh, black widow guys huh i've heard yeah things. who who has seen it anyone <laughs> i was there opening night this, this week oh. i plan to see it i don't know when i have exciting news in that regard oh did they build a movie theater in the last week on the no, island no 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 i i know that i have said in the past that there is no movie theater left on this island because the one closed well um I, I perhaps exaggerated. What I meant was is that there is no movie theater that I would consider going to left on the island. <laughs> In fact, on the other side of the island, the west side, which is fucking far away, there is one movie theater. It's a really old Art Deco movie theater from the God knows whens. And uh, really, really nice. Or it was at one time. Now it's kind of like meh. But uh, they have one screen, and that movie playing this week is Black Widow. I think I've been to that movie so. theater, honestly. Mm. I saw a movie theater when I went to Hawaii in 1990 for my high school graduation, and it was probably that theater. No. Were you on Kauai? Oh, no, I didn't go to Kauai then. Oh, no, I was there on Oahu go. back then. Okay. Ew. Ugh. Well, Oahu. I mean, I was a kid. I went for my high school graduation. I know. I get it. So it was 80 million domestic, 78 million international, and they normally don't announce it, but 30 million from streaming. So $30 million at 30 bucks a head to watch it on Disney+. Plus. How many is that? Is that like 10 million people? Is that how math works? 10 million <laughs> households. 10 million TVs. Yeah. I don't think so, I mean, that's a lot. 10 million, Wait, didn't, did you say it did 30 million? It did 30 million at 30 right. bucks oh, so a, a TV, a right? A million, so a million TVs. In theory. Yeah. yeah. A million. 30 million. Right. If you know how to do math, 
How did they get Call a hold of Call the GVM hotline at 201-730-2547. Correct us on our math. Tell us what you think about math. What'd you think of, did you get Black Widow on the uh, on the streaming? Did you go see it in the theater? Are you going to go see it? All that fun stuff from you guys. Yeah, Let, let's do the and rest of the... you uh... hear yourself on an upcoming episode of Geek Stuff TNG. Yeah, we should do the rest of the social media shout-outs before we dive back into uh, Black Widow there. Uh, be sure that you're following the show on the social medias, the Facebooks, the Twitters, the Instagrams. Um, you can contact us with the, the GVM line one more time. 201-730-2547. Don't forget to email us at geeksftng at gmail.com. If you want to support the show, you can also go over to Patreon slash geekstufftng. You really, if for $1 a week, $1 a month, excuse me, you can join in on the Discord where there's a whole lot of chatting going on. Uh, for $3 a month, it's the early bird special. You get the show like this a couple of days early. You know, we're recording on Monday, so you should get that show Tuesday night, Wednesday morning. And uh, for just $5 a month, that's the bonus round. What do you get for $5 a month, Sandwich? Uh, you get the Sandwich Shop, now featuring production. <laughs> uh, the stimulus check finally oh. came through, and we can afford production. All we need now is consistency. Yep, and we're going to have both of those. The Sandwich Shop went up on Sunday, and we're going to talk a little bit Damn. about that. And then for $10 a month, you get to see Instagram Live, where you get to see the show before the show, which is really where all the action happens. Today has been a perfect example of why it is really worth it to support the show yeah, at the $10 level. Talking about peeing today before the show. We so. hit many, many wonderful topics. Not, not the least of which no, was... No, it really was, it was one topic. Kev's, it was, it was my bladder and peeing and coffee. That's all it was. Big Kev's, it was exciting, big don't get me wrong. But it was it was just that. That's right. All right, so, so let's jump go. back in to uh, Black Widow. Obviously, can't, no spoilers anyway. It's still under embargo, but um, it was great. I really enjoyed it. Three million. <laughs> Kev's still doing the math. I'm still doing math. Carry the one... Nope. At least two people got it on Disney Plus. Yeah, two really, really rich people with a lot of <laughs> just a lot of Disney Plus accounts. They watched it a lot of different times, right? They paid for it every individual time. Every TV in the house, in every in. Well, in, they say, the they say it's quite good. So it, it was good. Go. It was very, very enjoyable. I, I liked it a lot. It's got a just the right mix of. You know, action and comedy and humor. I mean, there's a yep. lot of funny parts to it, and that's all. Now, I'll without say. spoiling, mm -hmm. Scott, without spoiling things, were there significant ties to the MCU? And what I mean by this is, was there what? Because the rumor was before all the COVID, there would be significant ties, but then because they had to delay it, and so many other things came out after the fact that they may have had to adjust some of those. Uh, those tie-in things. So I want to. I, I just want to ask you: Is there is there some palpable tie-ins to the MCU? Number one, number two, was there a post-credit sequence, and did it set up something that we haven't seen, or did it basically set up something that we've already seen? Uh, so I would say yes. The post-credit there is a post-credit sequence, and it ties into things that we already. It's just another chapter or it ties into what we already know is going on okay so it's not setting up something that's unexpected okay, okay. Uh, and i don't want to say any any more than that but other than that there were, i don't feel like there were a lot of ties there certainly weren't any ties to the uh the disney plus shows like nothing nothing right. special um, right 
but I mean, but it, it fits completely in the in the MCU. Yes, I mean, in in the timeline between Civil yeah. War and and you know and, Infinity and War. Infinity War. And, yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. That's what I thought. Yeah, it, it, okay. fit, it fits very nicely in there. It, the storyline and everything completely makes sense uh, during they, that time frame. And, and well, I guess we got to wait another week before I can ask the, the questions I want to ask. But then I'll have seen it by then and I'll have the answers. Yeah. So, well, then we can um, still talk about it. Yeah, well, we will in two weeks. Yeah. Or next a week. A week. But I, I got to say, that's the first movie I've seen in theaters since Onward, right? Right at the beginning of the pandemic. And, mm-hmm. it, you know, it was it was a nice experience. Also, I felt like we... But the, the theater was full. I mean, you know, we chose seats that put us at the very back of the theater. And we had, you know, one seat open between us, which was nice. But most of the rest of the theater did not have any kind of buffer uh, to their right or left. So, um, it, you know, it was a full, full theater experience. And we chose a late show... Because the the earlier, you know, we went to see it at like 11 o'clock at night on Friday. And the earlier ones were completely jam-packed, even like those front rows. So, so Oh, so you, know. you didn't have um, you didn't have your 35 children with you? No, no, we got a babysitter. Well, the, baby, the kids were asleep by that point, but uh, we had a babysitter so we could go out. Just one? Yeah. That's a lot of kids to corral for we don't, one. We don't have a team of babysitters. We just, uh, we just, you know, one or two at a time is fine. Damn, maybe you need a team is yeah. all I'm saying. Yeah. Um, Me. So yeah, I mean, but, but th- this is kind of further evidence that the releasing it in theaters and streaming it at the same time seems to be working for Disney at least. I mean, you know, $30 million is a good return and that didn't seem I, to really take away from the, the theater. So the real test is going to be Shang-Chi. I think it, I, I think it depends on the subject matter because Mulan didn't do no $30 million because if they had, if they had done anything significant with Mulan they would have barked about it they would have bragged about it you know like it, it just seemed to me that they um if they were able to brag they would and they didn't and not only did they not brag but they were really secretive about it so yeah well that's the article that I read saying that it was the 30 million in streaming it said that they usually don't they're usually mum about that kind of information so even to let it out so obviously that's probably a lot more than the other things that they've streamed. And that's the reason they didn't let it out. Right. Right. And, and, and on that same note, there was also an article kind of bragging about Cruella that it's performed better than expected. Cruella's at 216 million worldwide. And that's, and they're, more... and they're already working on a sequel. Apparently Wait, yeah. it came out. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Where you been? Yeah. Where you been, sandwich? We can't talk about it though, because embargo. No, we can totally Cruella? talk about it because I don't know a thing about it other than hot Emma Stone is in it and it's Corella. I think it's character. been like, I thought it I thought it wasn't coming out yet. <laughs> well, no, I mean, surprise. It, it came out. It came out in theaters and streaming, and it's done two hundred and sixteen million worldwide in you know, in theaters, because that that does not include any streaming numbers for Cruella. Right. Well, and, and I think I don't know if it's available without the the premium access at, yet because I don't know that we're within sixty days. But I doubt it. Pr- pretty soon it's going to be available, you know, for everyone to to watch for free on Disney Plus. I can't believe that if I don't go see it, uh, if I don't go see Black Widow in that crappy theater, I'm gonna I have to wait sixty goddamn days, or or whatever it is now, fifty seven <laughs> three fifty three. Stupid math. That's the name of this episode of Geek Stuff TNG stupid math <laughs> episode 642 stupid math perfect Did i get it right? 
You got it right. You know, yes. I got to say, Kev has been so accurate on the episode number for at least a couple of months now. So he, he I, it's has amazing. never been accurate with. There, I mean, as long as I've been on this show, Kev has always been like, "We're on like five. No, Kev, we're on like six hundred. So, but now he's like really consistent with it. It's it's, it's, it's honestly good. really nice to see. I really appreciate it. Got to be good, the coffee, good, coffee stupid math, good sleep. math. Coffee and lack of sleep, I think, is what it is. And it's hyper-focused, so now that's it. So you're not allowed to have enough sleep. It keeps you on, on edge, and you're ready no. to just go on to the show. You know, I would solve both problems if I just did cocaine. <laughs> I, I'm I've, just saying. I've, I've I, mean, heard I don't want to do it. Is that our next ad? <laughs> I don't want yeah. Cocaine. Geek Stuff TNG, sponsored by Smack. <laughs> there yeah, are no. there are 87 different varieties of cocaine all of which i will snort now <laughs> all of which i will snort for you right now <laughs> I, I mean can we can we create the production and send it off to the cocaine people maybe they'll send us absolutely a maybe they'll send us <laughs> pounds of cocaine <laughs> i have heard the first one's free so the, you know the samples are the way to go hey if it worked for jelly belly i don't see why i don't see why one drug wouldn't be different than another <laughs> What's the worst that could happen? <laughs> I wouldn't know who to send it to. I think that's the issue. <laughs> just send it Just to, leave it yeah. somewhere you, where we think it'll get did picked you up. Find, did you find that deep cut, uh, Mr. Scott? Uh, Yeah. Yeah, I got that it. That commercial? That would be pretty fun. It's not timely now. you got to play it closer to Easter, but that's a funny-ass commercial, uh, you know, that we did 100 years ago. Me and Anyways, what's his name? we had OG. <laughs> All of which I will name for you now. That was a good. It was a good commercial, back in the day. Yep, I wrote that one. <laughs> oh, more than just more than just voice talent. He's writing talent as well. Yeah, uh. let's let's not forget that. So you let's know, let's. Uh, there's another commercial that stars everyone in this room, that I also wrote. Yeah, that is fucking hysterical. It's so. hilarious. Yeah. It's got a record scratch in it. You don't get enough record scratches these days, mostly because records haven't existed in like you know twenty thirty I know. years. And but... that's why, and and that's exactly why I use it. Oh, wait, wait I'm going to be the young kid this funny. time, guys. What's a record? Get it? I did the young it's, kid. Thing. It's what you it's stuff. what you have because you don't pay your speeding and parking tickets. No, you helped me with those. We don't talk about those. Those got handled. <laughs> Oh, did they it get handled in the Jersey way? We took care of that thing. We took care of it. Don't worry. We took I got, care yeah, of it. I got it's been photos. handled. You don't got to worry about it. Forget about it. I got it. the photos. I got the photos proof that it was handled. Oh. Now, now let me guess. <laughs> Sandwich, when you get pulled over and you pull out your driver's license, do you have a Policeman's Benevolent Association card in your wallet, too, just to make sure that they see that? Is that how it works in Jersey? Uh, no, so he, I, no, I slipped that and a seed goat. He, he just no, gets... I do my my ID, the PBA, and a C note. A C note. Oh wow. Time. Kev, the C note is a Monopoly C note. Mm-hmm. What? Oh, what were you gonna say, Kev? I I said, uh, no. He just gets the ticket and eventually pays it when they threaten to arrest him. Yeah, I mean, you know, put it off but as long as you can. Letter in the mail. Oh, hey, Kev, we got to make a stop today. Why? Because they're gonna arrest me if I don't pay this ticket. I didn't say that. I said they'd be upset with me. <laughs> well, potato, potato. Yeah, they were a little upset with me. They threw me in jail for 90 days. It's all right. I'm just, By I'm the time just you curious. get out of jail, you can watch uh, Black Widow for free on Disney+. Plus. 
I was about to say, I'm Listen, just, just want to say, the, is there any more geek news or are we just oh, going to wax on New Jersey for the rest oh. of the episode? I could talk about Jersey all day, but let, let's, let's move stuff, on. Jersey stuff, TNG. <laughs> Jersey, Jersey, TNG. That's it. NJ stuff. So let's, let's stick with the MCU while we're, while we're talking about it. Um, is Hugh Jackman going to show up in the MCU? No. So he's just, he's just teasing everybody on his Twitter? No. Yeah, because I think, I think, Here's what I think happened. I mean, it's been reported uh, like 10 different ways, of course, because every idiot, like, uh, uh, like assholes, everyone has an opinion. But I think at some point, at some point, I think for the sake of just saying they did it, Kevin Fahey maybe met with Hugh Jackman and said, hey, you want to do Wolverine? And Hugh Jackman was like, no, I'm done. And he was like, okay, cool. Can we take a picture? Yeah, okay. And that's it. And they took a picture and that was it. Or it wasn't even that organized. Hugh Jackman was in a place. Fahey was in a place. And Hugh Jackman said, oh, man, it'd be really funny if we take a picture and I put it up on my Twitter. And then everyone will think I'm coming back to the MCU, which I was never in because it was the Fox X-Men universe and shit. And I, I think that's all that it is. And it's just... It's he does a lot of shit like that on Twitter. You know, have you have you seen the war between him and Ryan Reynolds on Twitter? I mean, he does funny shit on Twitter. Fine. Well, and, and honestly, it, but it's there's no fucking way he's coming back. There's is, no way. Is Deadpool in the MCU? Not yet. Nah, not yet, but eventually. I, I could see Hugh Jackman coming back. Maybe even not as Wolverine if he wanted to. It was only if he wants to, it's just to do he like could, something but else. But you know what? Here's the I thing. I could see him doing another role, maybe. But I Here's... think they'd just attach him to Wolverine too much. That's the problem. And that's why he could never come back. Because if he played anyone other than Wolverine, they would slaughter him. They would slaughter him for not playing Wolverine. And and I don't think he should come back as uh, as Wolverine. I think I think he's right to be done with it. I think those it had a good end. I think at least three of those films that he did as Wolverine were really good. And then there were some other ones. But the point is, is you're right, Sandwich, that it was a brilliant end to his portrayal of that character, and it's time to move on. And I think, again, I'm going to put it out there once again. Once again, I'm going to put it out there. It should be Charlie Hunnam. It should 100% be Charlie Hunnam. And I hope to God that he's actually cast, hired, bound and gagged in a room with nothing but weights and protein bars and that they're jacking that little man up to play Wolverine because I, mean, I was, think he would be perfect. He was already Absolutely. pretty ripped. What's that? He was already pretty ripped when he was on Sons of Anarchy. I mean, so unless he's letting himself go. And he, I mean, and he was ripped subsequently. I think he's the right physical type for Wolverine he's got the right attitude he can I, I think he's absolutely perfect and I think they're nuts if they try to cast anyone other than Charlie Hunnam I'm gonna say it here I'm gonna say it right here right now if it isn't Charlie Hunnam and, 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 and I'm not saying it can't be anybody else I would be I, I would I would be skeptical at this point of anyone else unless they brought in someone new which is what they did with Hugh Jackman and it worked out Will it work out? Because those are some big ass fucking shoes to fill. Literally, and because I... Hugh Jackman is huge. That's the only. That was the only problem with the Hugh Jackman casting, right? He played the part was perfectly, he tall. and he looked but the part perfectly, what? except for being tall, right? If you had, yeah. if you could just cut him, you know, cut him off at yeah. the knees, he'd be the right height. At, yeah, if you, 
Yeah, if you like John Rice Davy Davies, John Rice Davies him from Lord of the Rings, you know, like if you just cut him off at the knees, he would have been fine. I, I mean, from a perfect perspective. But you know what? It was the movies. They didn't need to. None of them were perfect except James Marsden, who was fucking perfect as as Cyclops, especially in the first movie. Oh my God, was he perfect? Anyway, that aside. Um, uh, yeah, that was the only thing that they had to kind of wash because there's not a lot of really short, really buff, really gruff, really angry dudes. Go watch Sons of Anarchy. Go watch what was the movie he was just in like last year with um, with Matthew McConaughey. It was uh, it was an English movie. It was what's his name, Guy Ritchie. It was Guy Ritchie's last film. That wasn't the. Um, I mean, I don't know that he did the the King Arthur like, one, but I don't know. No, the... no, no, no. It's like the Gentleman or something. I don't know. Why don't you look it up? It I know Guy what you're talking about. Uh, and Charlie Hunnam and Matthew McConaughey and I don't know. I'm sure other people were in it, and and you know the gentleman, like, the gentleman it is yeah. And I'm just I'm telling you, like I'm telling you, you can watch the trailer for that movie and see Wolverine. You can watch him in Sons of Anarchy, which is what Scott a decade ago at least at this point. It is now, yeah, Not be close. Yeah. Right, about 2008. That so there you go. So it's over a decade ago since he did that show or since he started that show. And he was, I said it back then. I said that Charlie, I said, who's this kid? And I had no idea he was English. Uh, certainly not on Sons of Anarchy. He didn't sound English, you know, but the, the point is, is that, you know, like I, I it's just one of those things we're going to have to sit and wait. And you know, that Hugh Jackman has a huge hand in the casting of whoever's going to play Wolverine because if he doesn't approve, if he doesn't come out publicly and say, let's say it's Charlie Hunnam. If he doesn't come out publicly and say, oh, yeah, I can't wait to see Charlie Hunnam playing Wolverine in the new X-Men movie. I, if he doesn't do that, the audience won't accept him. That's just the truth. These damn British and Aussies and New Zealanders taking all of our jobs in Hollywood, I'll tell you. No, how dare they? It's the good jobs. South Park? No. Took our, South Park. They took our jobs. They took our jobs. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You can do. <laughs> I love that. Sorry. I had to. So I, I'm going to throw this into the news. Um, so I was watching uh, Rick and Morty. And then on, on, the, uh, on the Adult Swim app. And then all of a sudden, Rick and Morty is now uh, premium only on the Adult Swim app and season five not available on HBO Max like they promised us it would be. So I have only seen the first episode of the new season of Rick and Morty and I am beside myself because I need to see the rest of them and it's painful. It's almost like they want to make money on these uh, shows or something. I don't know. But you know what? Like I'm pirating it like everybody else is. So like, but it wasn't premium before. I didn't have to sign in or have one of my ubiquitous clandestine friends sign in so that I could watch Rick and Morty. It was, they were all on that app. 
you know, I don't know. Yeah, I don't understand why it doesn't but, show on HBO Max at least, right? It should. I mean, you know, even if it's like the next day, what, like like a Hulu, right? You know, it it, it airs on live we, and then it's on Hulu the next day. Why isn't it yeah, like that? And it's or I, you know, I don't care. It could be um, it could be a week later. I don't care as long as it shows up there. But that's what they said. They said it was going to be. It was going to be on Adult Swim, and then it would be on HBO Max, leading everybody to believe it would be on Adult Swim and then on HBO Max. They didn't say a year later or after the season is done or, you know, it's some bullshit. Bullshit, I say. So let's pull it back to the MCU. There's a couple other stories there. Uh, First, uh, let's talk about uh, the rhino. Is a rhino? For the Spider-Man universe? Wow. That was you good. Come on. You spent hours putting that together, didn't you? That joke. You probably read that article. Now, how am I going to make a joke out of this that has no in it? Oh, Rhino. Oh, I get it. Uh, that's, wow. That's quality. That's the wow. kind of quality you get hey. here on Geek Stuff TNG. Oh, yeah. Hey, here's the thing. Paul Giamatti, from everything I have ever heard about him, is a piece of shit. So, I honestly, I am happy. Totally fine that he's not coming back as the rhino. Totally fine that we're not getting the robino rhino. Uh, you know, like I'm fine with that. You know, I really don't have any problem with Paul Giamatti not coming back and, and all the things. I'd rather they CGI the rhino in there somehow uh, or not. You know, like you really don't need him. So, like, no, isn't I'm, I'm fine with it. That's okay, but isn't the Rhino one of the Sinister Who are the Sinister Six? Remind it me. It doesn't matter who the Sinister Six are in the book. True. Because it's the MCU, so it can be an all-new Sinister Six. Like, Morbius isn't Sinister Six, I don't think. But you think but he's yet, going to be when they clear, get to... It's clear Vulture is going after him, you know? And it, it's clear that, you know, uh, Vulture... Who have they shown so far? Vulture, Scorpion, um, Morbius, could be Venom, but probably not because he's like an a, anti-hero now, so it won't be Venom. The Shockwave gloves. Shocker, are in. yeah. Shocker. Shocker. It could be Shocker. Uh, who else? That, could throw a Goblin in there. Well, I, I think Goblin would be the one pulling Michael Keaton's, Michael Keaton's strings. Hmm. You know, because if somebody, I mean, they have to have money, I think. They have to have some sort of money backing, technology backing, because uh, I figure that's the way that this is going to go. You know, if you think of them as a high-tech heist group, which is really what you should think of them as, because I'm sure that's the direction it's going to go. I have no idea why Morbius, except that he exists. And there's no saying that he'll actually do it either. So... You know, I think the point here is that the Sinister Six, if they actually go the Sinister Six direction, doesn't have to be the Sinister Six that you know. It could be an all new Sinister. And Jamie Foxx has also, you know, said flat. Isn't hasn't he said flat out that he's in that movie, the Spider Man No Way Home movie? Right, that's so, Electro, like, not Shocker. Sorry, but Shocker has also been in it, right? I feel like Shocker was in the first. Shocker one was in the first. Before, there was a guy who had the Shocker. And then yeah. he died. And then I don't know. Did someone he then Vulture gave the gloves to another guy, and then Spider Man took his ass. I don't know. The point is, is that it could be anyone. I think is the point. All right. Well, okay. So sticking with the MCU, uh, it's uh, Seth Green is voicing Howard the Duck in the What If series. 
Are they going to do a, I guess you, it's hard to call it live action because Howard would be CGI, but are they going to do a live action Howard? No. They did it. And didn't he do the voice at the end of, uh, didn't Seth Green do the voice at the end of um, Guardians? Wasn't it Guardians? Yeah. Yeah. He was the voice in, in the Guardians and he's the voice in the What If yeah. series. So, well, I mean. In no, the What If trailer, not, no. Howard was in it. Yeah. Yes, but what I mean is that they're not going to do any. They're not going to do live action Howard the Duck. Howard the Duck, like like a full never on. Never going to see like the Howard light the of day in the MCU. They're going to do a one off, ten minute animated short about him, or twenty minutes, or whatever it is, and that's going to be it. And that is pure fan service. They're never going to do a Howard the Duck movie. They just wouldn't. Why not? Do it. What about the other one? Was good. Well, there's there's yeah, also the how long I want no no Scott I want to see how long it was until he broke with that bullshit <laughs> Howard the Duck movie was good this week on the Sandwich Shop Dom watches the Howard the Duck movie and gives us his review again I gotta watch it again have you already I done a Sandwich did... Shop on it he's already seen it it doesn't count already seen yeah, it you gotta, you gotta stick to you know well, the, we we gotta uh, we gotta stick to things that he has oh, seen I thought it was punishment for having made that joke that he has to watch it again. I mean, you're not wrong, but we can think That's of things. Cruel and unusual punishment. <laughs> All right. Well, we, and so we can make him. We can make him. There's a hundred things we can make him watch. We can yeah. make him watch. We can make him watch the um, the what you call it, Fantastic Four movie. Oh, the Roger Corman one, or the, the Roger Corman, one. or the newer no. one that was also a piece of shit. No, oh, please. oh, well, wait a minute. No, because the Corman one was actually better than the most recent. No, stop. One. Yeah, I mean, so, no, please. Hmm. Anyways. Looking at the prep sheet. Uh, hold on. <laughs> trying to move on. Well, are, okay, you, so are you looking at the prep sheet? I'm looking for something. We, we can we can stick with what if, right? So they, uh, Robert Downey Jr. is not doing the voice of Tony in the what if, right? Yeah, I mean, which I think on. is a shame because really how, I mean, how difficult would it have been? Shame on Robert Downey Jr. for like distancing himself yet again from the MCU because let's be, I, I think Robert Downey Jr. is a really great actor. And I thought so before Iron Man, because I saw Chaplin and I thought he was brilliant in it. And I've seen other things that he did that I thought he was fairly brilliant in as well. The point is, is that if anything has made him, it was the role of Iron Man in the MCU, Tony Stark. And I, I mean, that has made him sort of the marquee star that he should be or could be it was playing tony stark in the mcu and now once again he has distanced him, himself from the mcu by not even doing the voice of a character in a cartoon i mean for god's sake how long what what was it a handful of lines it's not even about tony is it isn't it the isn't it the cap one that that that, that well, no, there, there is there is one about tony yeah i think oh, there there's, is? it looked well, like from the preview that uh that killmonger rescues him from getting abducted by the Ten Rings, and then he goes off oh, with Killmonger. Well. That's what it looked like in the in the preview. Well, oh, there you go. Then, then well, also there... like the episode is max thirty minutes. Of I don't That's think what the I what mean. is there, like, I mean, how I, I mean what what is it? Is it you know is it a hundred lines of dialogue? It probably isn't even that much. And really, like, what is he so busy doing? Is Doctor Doolittle two currently filming, or Doolittle two? Whatever the fuck it is. No, because it's the prequel. I doubt it. Because I doubt it, you know, because that movie tanked hard, you know, and for a guy who was pretty much a pinnacle and a lead in the biggest box office movie of all time to then do one of the big stinkers of all time, 
you know, I would think that maybe not sort of distancing yourself from those roots would be such a great idea. What do I know? Yeah. All right. Let's, I am just here. Let's wrap up the MCU with uh, some Thor 3 news. Did you see what Taika said about Thor 3? Thor 3, you say. Well, Love and Thunder. That's 3, isn't it? That's 4, oh, sir. Oh, excuse me. Oh, wow. Okay, Love and Thunder. Excuse me. Uh, yeah. We can... Thor, Thor the Dark World. Thor Ragnarok, oh, Thor see, I, Love and Thunder. I've got a mental block on Dark World. It's as if it doesn't exist in my universe, and my universe is better for it. Sorry. Look, look. Thor the Dark World may not be the best MCU film. It is an okay film. And it may not be, it may be by the opinion of some, the worst MCU film. But I'll put that movie uh, against Justice League any fucking day of the week. Any day of the week. I'll put it up against Wait, which, any which of those Justice League? Warner films. <laughs> which Justice League? Any Just of them. The five-hour Snyder, Snyder cut? cut oh. The original cut. I'll put it up against Batman v Superman. I'll put it up against Wonder Woman. I'll put it up against H- Handicap match. Thor the Dark World versus yeah, it the Warniverse. It, it literally is like Andre the Giant is Thor the Dark World, and the Warner Brothers films are like seven midget wrestlers. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so if you have an opinion on which one of those would be better, Thor the Dark World or any of the Warner Brothers DCEU, how can they get a hold of us? Call oh, the GVM hotline at 201-730-2547. And you may hear yourself on a future episode of Geek Stuff TNG. So, Did you hear the voicemail we got this week? Oh, no, I didn't. Apparently, uh, we have committed a federal crime, and we need to call these people up immediately, <laughs> or we will be arrested. I really thought we should pull it and play it. Maybe we can pull it and play it for next week. Oh, I will pull but that one for I, next week. I was laughing. I, I didn't hear it. I just read the transcript, and I was like, uh-oh. Sounds like we're in trouble again, boys. Well, that's what happens. Uh, speaking of being in trouble, uh, so Taika said, "Who Thor... would believe such shit?" Sorry, people I'm do. Sorry to... People do. I know. I just like who the fuck would believe that the government, first of all, would leave a message that was so like, "You have committed a federal crime," and this office, and like, wouldn't leave names and information or, or anything. It's just like ambiguous nonsense. Who the fuck would believe that? Quick story time. Quick story time. When I was younger, I tried watching Guardians of the Galaxy on my laptop through uh, ubiquitous clandestine ways. And my computer got locked up and it said, we're the FBI. We have your laptop. And as a young lad, I was like, oh, well, that sucks. How am I going to get out of this? And it's like, oh, but wait, there's a way. All you have to do is go to Walgreens and send us money. And my big clue that this wasn't the FBI was that. It's like, I don't think the FBI uses Walgreens. The FBI completely funded by Walgreens gift cards. Yes. So uh, that, that was my big uh, clue. Is, mm, you know, I don't think this is real. <laughs> yeah, but you, first, gave, uh... but you gave that African prince all that money. That's right. He needed it. There's a war in his country. I, I finally got, I, you know, all my life I have never gotten the Nigerian prince email, and I finally got it, like, within the last uh, couple of months. And I'm like, hey, oh, it's finally sweet. my turn. Oh, congrats, congratulations. Yeah. Uh, all right. So here's what Taika said. Thor, Love and Thunder is so wild, it almost shouldn't have been made. That's his quote about Thor, Love and Thunder. So he said it's the craziest thing he's ever done. What's he going to say? You know what I mean? I mean, all of us at this point, he set the bar so high with Ragnarok that it's it's almost like, I'm almost afraid. You know what I mean? Because 
You know, I've said from the very beginning, and Scott Scott will remember this, but Sandwich won't because he was four, um, that I uh, I said way back in the day, way, way back in the day when it was just like they had just said, yeah, we're going to do a Thor movie. And on this program, we were like, yeah, sure, they're going to do a Thor movie. I'll believe it when I'm sitting in the theater and watching it roll, you know, and then it happened. And then a sequel happened and everything exploded and went huge. And when Ragnarok came out, no one had any expectations for this movie, even though the trailer was banging. Everybody's still like, it's Thor, you know, like, and the last one was, ugh. And then it was fucking amazing. And it was beyond amazing. It kind of revitalized the character, really, for a lot of people, myself included. Absolutely. I love Thor now. I love the Hemsworth Thor in every movie uh, you know, every well, I don't want to say every movie since Ragnarok because that's not right. But you know, I I loved him before as Thor, but it, certainly I have loved the character even more since Ragnarok. And so, the expectations for Love and Thunder are getting really, really high. And I think Taika is not helping himself by saying stuff like "It's insane. It never should have been made." And la 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 la. And I just think. He's setting really, really high expectations. I think he should shut up with all due respect and be like, listen, it's coming. We had a good time making it. We like it. We think it's good. And then just let it happen because that's what they did with Ragnarok. They didn't have all these huge expectations and shit. Yeah, when they released the trailer, everybody's like, what the fuck is going on here? You know, like, and that was great. Are they going to repeat that for Love and Thunder? I sure hope so, but... You know, again, setting that bar that high, man, that's rough. That's rough. So my whole thought for this movie going into it is, you know, what is literally the plan going forward with not even just Thor, but like all this like as Guardian? Because we know for a fact they're doing the Jane Foster Thor setup. I mean, they literally like handed her the hammer on stage. It was so like, I, don't know, I was kind of like it. I don't know, like, that That was just kind of, like, a little too much for me because it was a little, like, oh, look, we're doing it, guys. We're going to do it. Like, I, I would have just rather seen it in the trailer almost, but it's just me. Uh, but, like, I don't know where they're going to go from here. Is, is Natalie Portman been signed on for another, like, bunch of movies and no one said I, anything? Is this just mm-hmm. going to be, like, have the hammer and then that's it? Because giving her the hammer and then cutting it there just doesn't seem right to me. I, I feel like uh, I haven't really heard whether um, Natalie Portman was signed to a multi-picture deal. I haven't heard that. It may be that she was, but I haven't heard that she was. So, you know, if anyone if anyone has that info, call us at the GVM line. 201-730-2547. And don't fucking call in if you read it on We Got This Covered. Because that's some bullshit. Bullshit, I say. Is that, are we um, changing the name of the episode from Stupid Math to Bullshit, no, I say? No, I like Stupid Math still. So, like, has she done a sequel in any, besides, like, the Star Wars movies? Does she do, like, more than one movie, really? Um, She did the first two Thor movies. Well, I know, but I'm saying, like, she doesn't really, like, I feel like, do, like, I feel like she does, like, a movie, and then she's done with the product. Well, I think they're usually like not like series. No, I think she's uh, I think she, you know, she has kids now and is married and all that. And I think she's trying to balance all that stuff out because her kids kid. I think she has one. 
I don't think she has two. I think she has one. And I think, uh, I just think she's trying to, you know, make sure she's involved in her kid's life. Good for her. If she yeah. goes off and does one movie a year and that one movie is a Thor movie, I'm not going to be upset with that. Well, I like my- her and I like her character in Thor. And I'm really interested to see how they're going to handle well, I'm this. I'm wondering if so. they're going to give her Stormbreaker or if they're going to just do a new th- no, she's going to get the hammer, I have a feeling. Meow, meow. Broke. Well, they're going to give her, maybe it's, they're, maybe they're going to reform it for well, her. Maybe she reforms it. Maybe it's reformed for her. Better Ray, what, which one does Better Ray Bill have? Do you know what it's called by chance? No, I thought that was Stormbreaker. I thought that, yeah, I thought that was Stormbreaker. I don't know if that's true, but I thought it was so for, for the uninitiated. Uh, Better Ray Bill is basically an alien who is also worthy, but they yes. gave him like a separate equal equivalent weapon. Not at be... the beginning. Well, th- what that's what he's become is what I'm saying. Yeah, when he first showed up, he yeah. had Thor's hammer. Yeah, uh, yeah, great character. They actually oh, yeah. showed his face in Ragnarok. I, I want the character so bad in the films, and the fact that I think they pretty much confirmed he's not in the movie. Beta Ray Bill? Me, yeah. I would I, I, I can't see how they would do him effectively visually. I know. I just love the character. I love the concept of the character. Are you reading so the I'd current? I'd love to see. Are you reading the current uh, run of Beta Ray Bill? That would require me to uh, read Marvel Comics recently, and... Um, I can't say I've had any desire to do that. I, it just, it just I like the character, like, though. I read an article that they were kind of retconning his backstory, and the article said that it was making it a similar to the Joker in, um, in the Burton Batman backstory for Beta Ray Bill. So I just wasn't quite sure how, since he's not what? a villain, I wasn't quite sure how they were doing that. I think like the way that he looks was going to be like he got he gets. I don't know. I mean, I just was wondering if you guys were kind of reading the current incarnation no, of beta ray bill in the no, comics just cap and daredevil and i don't even not not even that, those for a while now so. they're ending um uh Im, they're ending or have ended immortal hulk and that was the only thing i really liked in the marvel comics so yeah that's and, a good one i like that one for those who want to go back and read a hulk comic that's yeah. my, comic. my comic retailer's a douche so <laughs> I'm, I'm behind so okay, so let's finish up with uh, just while we're talking about uh, Taika for a second. Are you guys? Yes. Are you guys fans of his other work, like what we do in the shadows? I haven't seen it, but I want to. Um, but I was a huge fan of Jojo Rabbit. That shit was funny. Yeah, that and so, was funny. So it messed up at points. So funny. what we do in the shadows is basically takes place in New Zealand. It's a movie, but it's a documentary about four vampires that live together, uh, real world style, right? And it's in modern day, and it's absolutely hilarious. And then they took that concept and then created the TV show, What We Do in the Shadows, which is right. the same concept, just different characters, right? And they were both hilarious, and that was Taika and Jermaine Clement, right? And then they're right now, the, the, those are going on and doing well. The What We Do in the Shadows show is doing well. There's another show called, I think it's Wellington uh, Paranormal, that takes place in New Zealand. It's a New Zealand show. Uh, that I've heard is hilarious, but I haven't gotten to see yet. And then Taika and Jermaine are working on another kind of action comedy to be determined what it's really about. So everything that comes from these two guys is quality. So I'm looking forward to to that. Nice. And I would I would definitely strongly recommend both the movie What We Do in the Shadows and the show What We Do in the Shadows. They are solid. All right. 
let's uh let's let's skip on let's talk about comic books for a minute we haven't talked about comic books in quite a while um kev you said you were you haven't read any in a little bit you're not caught up on captain america like, no no know, i'm actually i'm really behind on uh on comics i'm trying to think the last thing i think i read was huck which was loaned to me by the sandwich and it's here did, did you Hawaii. finish that yet it was never returned was never returned no but did you finish it I did. Yeah, it was great. Phenomenal. Phenomenal. I would I would imagine that they would want to put, make that a TV show. That would do fantastic. How, however, with the utter spectacular failure of uh the first uh TV series in that universe, I'm a little concerned that Which we're Which one was that? I was going to say what I don't I'm not familiar with Huck. It's It's the Millar universe on Netflix. Oh. What to call it? Uh, uh Oh yeah, Whatever Jupiter's it was. Legacy. Jupiter's Legacy, yeah, it was a spectacular uh, yeah. failure. So you you uh, don't have to attach that to Huck though. Huck is it could be by Huck itself. Huck is part of the Millar universe though. I'm pretty I know. sure. So, so do All the characters the characters so interact? If you have un, unless they just make it a standalone, which if they did that probably would be fine. But I, I just have a feeling, you know, Netflix signed this like multi-million dollar deal with millar and that show sucked yeah that show was just no it looked hokey it felt hokey and you know like and i was just i was so sad because i was like well you want to give everybody a chance to make good superhero stories and because you know you like superhero stories, you want to see more of them, right? But, you know, if I mean, eventually something had to give, right? And it's not going to be a Marvel show, and DC has no shows, uh, TV-wise, I mean. I mean, so it had the to give somewhere. What's that? The Arrowverse is still going. Well, it's not the Arrowverse. Well, yeah, but, anymore, I mean, I again, that's suffering the same criticism now as, as Jupiter's Legacy, which is like, it's hokey and it's gone on too long. They're they're running out of stuff because Arrow's been done. Supergirl, I think, is done now. Supergirl's they, done. They have Flash is still going, which I don't understand no. because yeah, aren't it, they it, out it, of aren't they out of Speedster slash alternate well, versions of Barry also, Allen? The original the cast is all leaving too now at this point. Right, a majority so, of them. And then they have they they did the new. There's a new Superman show with that guy. Uh, yeah, Tyler Hochman. Yeah, Superman and Lois. Hochman. Hochman. Yeah. And. Hochman. Yes. And then there's, I think they're still doing Legends of Tomorrow today. Yeah. Yesterday. I think that's, I think that's Legends of Tomorrow. And Legends, I think Legends of Someday. Legends of Tomorrow. <laughs> and I think that's still going. So. Which again, I don't understand because that gets rightly ripped a new ass all the time too. So, how are these things still like some of them still going? I don't, I don't get it. What but, about Titans of War? And it's HBO also Max? hysterical to call it the Arrowverse when Arrow's been done for how long? What three years now? Probably something like that. Close. Titans. I, I heard good things. I need to get. I need to rewatch that season. Yeah, but Titans is not part of that universe, Scott. Well, no, but you were you said DC doesn't have any TV shows. I was just saying Titans and Doom oh, Patrol right, technically okay. also, right? Even though you hated Doom Patrol, I loved Doom Patrol. I didn't um, see season two yet, and I didn't hear about didn't. season three. 
just didn't work as a TV show. As a book, it's amazing, but as it just didn't and, work. And I, I think, thought I think, it worked all right. Yeah, you have ties to the characters. I don't know any of the characters, so I watched right. it as a show coming in completely new, and I really enjoyed it. And again, I love the, I like the format. It's the same format they use in, uh, in Umbrella Academy, right? You introduce all the characters kind of at the beginning, but then each episode you get to learn backstory of one of the characters while the plot moves forward, and I like that. Yeah. style and i thought doom patrol did it well i thought umbrella academy but and meanwhile again, umbrella academy is brilliant and doom patrol just didn't work and yet yeah, maybe you're right scott maybe it has to do with the fact that i have a very long history with those characters and it's difficult for me to see them in a format other than the one that i know them in right okay i accept that but i mean again i mean it to me, it just looked really hokey. Robot looked really hokey. What well, I think you know, it was like supposed really to. Though. Hokey. It was. It was a little. I think it was campy on purpose, for sure. Um, you know, and, and then uh, uh, Dom also on Doom Patrol, they had to cut off season two a little early because of COVID, so it does end on a little bit of a of a cliffhanger, and, and then. But I think that season three is already in the works, so you know there will be a season three, and season three of Titans comes out August twelfth. So I'm like halfway through season two of titans and I, i'm enjoying it i like the characters and i like it, the, you know the the gritty universe but it also like when you watch something like titans it really makes you think you know yeah you know batman robin they don't use guns they don't kill people but they sure do beat the hell out of people i mean you know these people are going to be permanently maimed after a fight with batman or robin in in the titans just, universe just like wyatt Earp in real life only drew his gun in one fight. Just beat the shit out of everybody. Well, two <laughs> fights. I mean, gun, okay, corral, and then the stuff that happened after. But, like, before that, his reputation was not for killing people. He killed one guy before Tombstone. One. But his reputation was not about him shooting and killing people. It was about him beating the piss out of people. And that's how he got his reputation. So, yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I get that. I get the... I get the reference, you know, in the sense that, um, you know, that's that's a way to handle those situations. Yeah. I think my issue I had at one point with Titans is I always remember the first initial trailer when it came out was so polarizing because of so many things. The one Robin. that stands out to me exactly was the line of just fuck Batman. Yeah. Like so was... like brash. Like I understand the show is way not it's not that all the time yeah i think it's a little it can be a little like that sometimes which i understand because it's trying to like build its own thing it's just weird sometimes daddy's titans right it's very opposite of the teen titans go right cutesy cartoony version i think it's like starfire like literally like a uh, a stripper or a prostitute for like a little bit am i imagining that she well, is that I think she's dressed like that and she <laughs> has amnesia. I think she was undercover in the beginning and and has yeah. 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 So. Yeah. She was a lady of the night. Oh, right. Sorry. Let me let me use appropriate term. Lady terming. of the night. Which once again, listen. I don't care. It looked fun. I, I didn't hate the first season when I watched it. I gave it a shot. I thought it was all right. Uh I wish Cyborg was in it because you know well he's I'm busy of, he's busy over on Doom Patrol and I he's I, busy over I, I like Cyborg on Doom Patrol. As opposed to Cyborg in the Snyderverse, like you know, he was a more I, I relatable, just, enjoyable wait, character. Whoa, 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 whoa! Cyborg was in Doom Patrol. Yeah, yeah. Like he's a regular. He is on the show. I, I at first I thought, oh, he's doing a cameo and he won't be here for very long, but he's there the whole second season. Oh. oh okay. I yeah. thought. 
Mm. Who am I thinking of? Oh, maybe I'm thinking of. Oh, yeah, no, yeah, he was on. Yeah, I don't know. That's weird. I don't but, think. Uh, I don't think he has ties to Doom Patrol in the books, though. No, I can't think. Why well, have two robots? Beast Boy on does. There. That's I think doesn't Beast, Beast Boy, Boy have... definitely does. Well, and yeah, that 100%. was the that was and the backdoor they did pilot. Teen Titans. Yeah, that was the backdoor pilot, right? You got Beast Boy introduced the Doom Patrol, and then at some point, Cyborg comes to wherever the Doom Patrol live. And and then he but he ends, and I thought it was going to be a one shot, but he stayed around. Stately for Doom whole, Manor. That's right. All right. So so before we go to break, we don't have much time left uh, in the first segment here. I do want to remind oh. you, Free Comic Book Day is back on, right? It's been put put, put off. It did oh, not happen you, last year, and then it's you been broke pushed. up a little there, Scott. What's back? Oh, Free Comic Book Day. Oh yeah. So Ooh. you know, if you haven't read a comic book in a while and you want to get a free one, that is now August fourteenth. It's usually the first. Saturday in May, but it has been moved uh, to August 14th this year. Uh, if you could find a local comic shop uh, supporting such a thing, immediately go to it because Free Comic Book Day is fantastic. Yeah, yeah if you could find a local comic shop that isn't the lair of a hoarder, then you should immediately well, let's, uh, let's go see. there. Uh, in, all, in, all, in all seriousness, um, besides mining Kev's personal gripe with my local comic shop, if you can support a local comic shop near you, you know, definitely you go do it because we lost a lot of them during the pandemic. A lot of places that have been cornerstones of communities, you know, didn't make it through. So if you can, no, in all seriousness, in all seriousness, you know, I, I know we got, we have the store in my town, uh, but there are there are good people out there with good stores that they'd love to see people in Free Comic Day because I guess people sure. in the stores gets people back interested in that stuff. That's that's in the in the nice way possible. That is a good gateway drug into comics. It's free yeah. comic book day. So I fully, fully recommend anyone who hasn't participated before, go participate in any way you can. Support as many stores as you can. Maybe stop at a couple, you know, peruse, shop around. You don't have to stay loyal to run a store. And, uh, you know, check it out. It's, yeah, uh, well, it's a great day. Well, it, is the, free it, comic it is the book, geek. Huh? I was going to say, while you're getting the free comic book, buy yourself one too. You know, support the yeah. store a little bit. Uh, I know the one, the one in, in my hometown – uh, not my hometown, but where I live now, uh, they go all out for free comic book day and like there's cosplay and there's a whole bunch of stuff going on. And I mean, it's almost like a, a, a mini convention just for free comic book day. And I mean, it's just, it's a lot of fun. It, it is our Super Bowl <laughs> in some like ways. Because it's one of our, it's one of our great events. Yes. That's... Yes. It is one of, one of our national holidays. It's like, Board game day too, or tabletop day? Yeah, tabletop yeah, day. Tabletop day. Tabletop day. Make that a thing. Tabletop day got a lot of press when Geek and Sundry was doing tabletop day with Will Wheaton, and then like once they stopped doing that, I felt like the awareness of tabletop day kind of went back down because I attended a couple of tabletop day events too specifically that were put on by Geek and Sundry, and it was a lot of fun. Um, but yeah, I, I feel like I haven't heard about it as much because it's not getting the the push from was the show the... tabletop. Was uh, was she there? <laughs> she was there. She was there both times. I see. Ah, uh, yes. She. I know who we're talking about as well. I'm also in this loop of understanding. <laughs> I also am part of this bit. Because I say I am. And I am sandwich. <laughs> you cannot retort me because I cannot hear you. This is a recording. Bullshit, I say. <laughs> this is every. Oh, sorry, I hit the wrong button on my on my computer. Sorry, I didn't mean to. Hit, I didn't make him say that again. <laughs> the Kev soundboard. Bullshit, I say. 
And with that, Mr. Scott, Mr. Sandwich, we will take our first and only break on this episode of Geek Stuff TNG, episode 642, the one we're currently still calling Stupid Math, but who knows? It could always change. After these messages, we'll be right back. Yeah. We need to get the word out that the listeners can be involved with Geek Stuff TNG directly by using our GVM line. 201-730-2547. Hmm. Maybe we could use our seductive voices? Huh? Our what? All right. Here. Let's read these lines in our most seductive voices. Like this. <clears throat> hey there. We want you to be a part of Geek Stuff TNG with your questions and your hmm comments. Oh. <clears throat> That's right. We want you to tell us what's mm, on your mind. What we are doing that you <laughs> like. <coughs> so call us on the GVM line, 201-730-2547, and you may hear yourself uh, on an upcoming episode of Geek Stuff TNG. <laughs> Wow. Wow. What? Okay, here we go. I'm James Hatton. And I'm Podcast Rob. And we're the Something Something Cast. We're a pop culture podcast that chats about movies, comics, TV, music, video games, and a whole lot more. Check us out at our home at somethingcast.com. And also on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, and other fine podcatchers as well. Proud members of Hashtag Pottern Family and ACPN, the Art, Comedy, and Pop Culture Podcast Network. Hey, Geek Stuff listeners. It's West Coast Scott here. Did you know I do a podcast with my lovely wife? Say hi, Brittany. Hi. Tell them about our podcast. We do a weekly podcast where we talk about travel, conventions, Disneyland, and our growing family. It's called the PieCast because we got married on Pie Day, and it's available wherever you find your podcasts. You can also follow us on social media. At Pie Day Family. And my new Twitter handle is at Pie Day Scott. Check us out. Build your own X-Wing. Luke Skywalker's legendary Red 5 Starfighter from the Star Wars Saga. The X-Wing is recreated in stunning detail in a massive 1 to 18 scale and comes complete with remote-activated working lights, R2-D2 motorized wings, removable hyperdrive opening cockpit, and a magazine full of fascinating facts, plus an amazing step-by-step -step assembly guide. You will also receive a free binder, power pack, and bookends model space. Hi, this is Gene Simmons, and you're listening to Big Kev's Geek Stuff. Live from the sandwich shop, Big Hefuna Studios, and lovely West Coast TNG in sunny California, it's Geek Stuff TNG. 
during our commercial break, you heard from our amazing sponsor, BuildXWing.com. This model is in 118th scale, making it the only fully scaled, fully detailed X-Wing ever made for use with your three and three quarter Star Wars action figures. This X-Wing features many amazing details like the proton torpedo bay, working engine lights, and the light of R2-D2. You can, you can add your own boops, bops, and beeps. The S-foils open into attack position. The laser cannons simulate firing and the engine lights power up, all by remote control. We recommend you pick them up on their do-do-do-do-do-do premium offer. You get 118 scale hangar accessories to create a detailed display of your X-Wing, including crates, tanks, personnel transporter, landing lamps, fuel pump, ladder, as well as several static figures, including Grand Crew members, and even Luke Skywalker himself. When you sign up for your subscription each month, in addition to your parts of the model, you'll get four full-color magazines, featuring instructions for the parts you received, fascinating articles about the visual models used in the movies, and more. You can collect these great source materials in a free binder, which you'll receive as part of your subscription. As a fan of collectibles, you may have seen models like this online, or shows, or conventions. And I don't need to tell you, the price tag can be quite high. The genius of this system is that you're paying a little each month, as well as having fun putting it together yourself. You can check out more info over at buildxwing.com or reach them by phone at 877-544-6779. Check them out today. Did you say it includes crickets? I don't know what it's at what point I would have said that. What's the first thing that it includes when you get the premium offer? Uh crates. Oh. Because <laughs> it really sounded like you said comes with crickets and i was oh. like wow that must be a new feature i'm not aware of crates you don't remember the, cr- the cricket scene from the from the, from the x-wing no the it's really probably, cr- it's the, really probably the director's cut yeah that's the uh the, the lucas cut <laughs> that's it no it's from empire when they were oh, in okay. the swamp and the crickets were in there oh i thought we were making a Snyder cut joke no the 13 hour star wars <laughs> oh. <laughs> I had trouble enough with the special editions, so. Well, you. Anywho. you oh, wait. Do you seen like isn't the Lord of the Rings special editions like thirty hours of movie? No, not thirty. Only twenty nine. Like one, three, six, seven. Lord of the Rings like ten or eleven, something like that. And then like the Hobbit. Hobbit. Not. I don't think they're nearly as long. I think they're more like. Like eight, eight, eight and a bit, maybe nine altogether. I don't know. Geek stuff, time stuff. More stupid yeah. math. It's all, you know, we got to add up the number of hours in all of these movies and try to talk about it. No. <laughs> you know, we should talk about products. Hey, that's a good idea. Is uh, there any product out there to talk about? There is. There's one in my hand that I've been holding and admiring a little bit. Great, delicately, and very delicate. Up with your, with your Mick Foley mitts. Mick you know, Foley. The, the back, the back talks. I missed. Oh, look! Look at that. Those joining us on the Patreon right now are seeing that product. Why don't you tell us about it, Dom? So what I have in front of me, and you can see on the screen, uh, for those who are on the Patreon, is the from, from Batman Ninja, the Joker one sixth scale figure from uh, the 
it's sold on Hot Toys, but it's made by no. Star Ace. It's sold? it's sold on Sideshow. Sideshow, my own. Good, and it is produced and manufactured by Star Ace. Star Ace. Yeah. Sorry, my apologies. No, that's fine. I mean, why get the creator? Uh, uh, you know, right? It's it's fine. Well, isn't Star Ace the creator? Yeah, so, but it's not sold on Hot Toys. Is not a thing. Is what I okay, meant. Okay, do you want to just cut it out then, or do you want to? Do you want to? You want to complain about it more? No, no, I'll complain about it. It's, <laughs> it's more fun to complain about it, honestly. No, it's fine. So why don't you tell us uh, now? Now why don't you tell us? Can you tell us a little bit about what this is, sandwich? Do you need some help with that? Yeah, I mean, I'm not really familiar with the the source material personally. So, so. there was an there was an anime. Uh, was it an anime? Yeah, a nin- it was called Ninja Batman. I'm pretty sure it was anime. It was a movie. Uh, it was like an animated. It's like an anime movie, right? Like a short, I think. Actually, I'm not even sure it was a full movie, but um, it was really, really popular. The idea of sort of this uh, ninja sort of Batman uh, w- was very appealing. It was very well done. The designs were really great. And uh, a number of products were made, uh, statues and some other things. And uh, this one-sixth scale figure, 12-inch figure to you and I, uh, was created by Star Ace Toys. And I think, I have to say, I think they did a really banging job of capturing the feel of the character um, in in the one-sixth scale figure. So bravo to them on that. Now... What's interesting about this one, um, uh, amongst a number of things, there are actually three different versions of this uh, figure. There's sort of like a very basic version. Um, There's sort of a middle version. And then there's like a super deluxe version, which is the one we're looking at today. Uh, Super deluxe version comes with the most accessories. You tell me what what do you see in there, uh, Mr. Sandwich or or Mr. Scott? As we have the photo up here, I can see a number of different accessories. Uh, so look looking at it right now, it appears we have like a samurai sword in the scabbard. Uh, it looks like there's like an alcohol, like one of those old like bushido, like full of alcohol generic drink bottles. Right. Two like fans, because you know. You could do that fan dance, look very, very sexy for the Joker. I think you know, those are those thing. are weapon fans, right? They are bl- with blade pretty on the sure. end of them, like the Mortal Kombat character. Yeah. I'm uh, pretty sure that's the case. Oh, so when you want to be, I think her name's Katana. No, it's not Katana. Yeah, because Katana has Katanas as her weapon. In on the fans, there you can see in the picture, uh, there they got like a bladed edge. No, I'll I'll be honest. I don't know what that object to the left of the fans is. I'm not. I can't really. I don't is it like a bomb? I wonder if it's like a it's like a bomb. a bomb, and then I think it's a bomb. Yeah, it and, could be a bomb. Yeah, and then there's be. like a musket with the, you know, I'm sure it says bang, right. but it's in, you know, Chinese, I guess. Kanji, Japanese, Japanese. Probably. Okay, sorry. Uh, several sets of hands. Yeah, there's there's hands for every occasion there. Uh, I'm sure there's hands that hold a whole bunch of different things like the weapons and the fans and maybe that drink bottle as well. What's that in the lower left there? It looks like a cat communicator. It's not like I don't have these things literally in front of me. I know. Um, It's like a, oh, it's like a bomb detonator, it looks like. 
Oh, okay. Could be. Yeah, it could be something like that. And then you get the the detailed base as well that has some looks like some cannonballs on it, maybe some skulls. Looks like the deck of a ship, really. And then uh, there's the the sort of the purplish and green barrel, which one assumes probably has something to do with one of those other pieces. Um, maybe it's some kind of bomb type situation. So, Sandwich, you got this piece in your hand. And I have to say, the sculpt on the head is really spectacular. I think it looks really awesome. But what are you uh, What are you feeling? You got it in your so, hand there. Um, We're looking at the photo on Sideshow.com where you can sorry, go to, to get this toy and, and other fabulous collectibles as well. So the actual, like you said, the sculpt, it looks excellent. It's beautiful. I'll say this right now. Maybe it's just me. Maybe I'm a little picky because, you know, I've seen a lot of products come through the sandwich shop. Um, I'm not a huge fan of the fabric we used for his, uh, I don't know if it's a kimono or his gi or whatever you want to call it. Jacket. His suit, for lack of a better word, his jacket. Uh, yeah, I don't, I'm not a huge fan of the material used for this. Okay. It feels kind of like... Um, in the past when they've done these kind of products it's felt like you know like this could be if i had like a, a make big ray i could wear a le- this leather jacket they put on this figure this very right. much feels like a prop jacket like something okay. you'd wear on stage right. or something you know, i'm like wondering have like a i'm wondering if they used whatever the material is that you're feeling there because they wanted to get those stylized shoulders and that is possible that, that neck bit also I get that, and that is very much possible. And it—it's not even like it's losing points really for me with the material used. I'm just like I said, I've seen a lot of products come through here, so I've seen you know right. what they can do. So I'm just—I'm a little, I guess, upset knowing what they can do that the material isn't as what I usually like. Right. But you know, the jacket aside. Uh, I've seen the stuff they had before, all the props, the katana, and all. I've grabbed some of those things. Feels good, you know. Looks as good as the the other accessories that go with every other uh, sideshow piece. Do you think that it? Do you think that it holds up like to the photos? You know, do you think that the production piece, which is what you have, matches sort of these photos that they have? Um, I. Th- so. I guess I think. Th- you know, they might have hit the best lighting possible a little bit for these photos on the website. Right. I mean, if you were to display this in your house, are you going to say like, wow, it looks bad? No, it looks great. If I, if you look at, if I sit it down, you know, on my, on my desk somewhere and I stand the other side of the room and look at it, or even sitting next to it from like, you know, a decent distance away, I'm not like staring at the quality of the jacket and looking down on it. You know what I mean? It's just when I'm holding it, you know. Right. How are you feeling about the articulation, the posability? Is that good? Because Star Ace, you know, a lot of what we talk about in one-sixth scale on the show here is Hot toy stuff. Sometimes uh, pieces that are produced actually by Sideshow. But this is Star Ace. It's a, a different company. And I think currently the biggest thing that they have going, I think, is the current batch of lord of the rings 12 inch figures which have met with mixed reviews with regards to their their um final pieces versus the pictures that they send out ahead of time sort of the prototype photos so i'm wondering how do you feel about posability here that sort of thing so i mean i don't know how he feels kind of stiff 
when I'm like moving him. And it's very much like things are like clicking, not in a bad way, but like, you know, when I move the leg, it clicks, it clicks into place, it clicks into place, you know. The right. arms don't have like full motion, which I understand it's hard. I know this shoulder, these right. shoulder pads get in the way a little bit. Um, I don't know how much possibility you honestly get out of this. He'll be likely just standing as menacingly as you can get him to do, which he will do fine. Uh, it's if you're looking for a more like, you know, diverse stand or more diverse or exaggerated display, I think you might run into a little trouble. I'll be honest. I think this might be a piece. Maybe you display like, you know, you. I know. I don't know how you feel about the stands. You just put him on the stand. Maybe you put like the sword in his hand and like the barrel next to him yeah. and yeah you call them I, I wonder i'm not a big as you know i'm not a big stand guy yeah you know so i don't know i haven't i haven't really i don't know that i have decided how i might display a figure like this yet um and with so many possibilities so many accessories weapons hands the 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 detailed stand the barrel and things i mean i figure there's got to be some way to combine many of those elements in order to make a really awesome display i just don't think that i i just don't know about the stand i i really don't know if uh if if i'm gonna use the stand i really have uh, never seen a well that's not true um i was about to say i don't think i've ever seen a stand that i would use but there was the um, a couple of years ago, there was the Anakin from uh, Revenge of the Sith, where he's in the lava river standing on the droid, and that all lit up. That was a really great stand. And so was, um, now that we're thinking about it, uh, or we're talking about it, the, the Night Monkey also <laughs> had a really great stand that lit up yeah. as well. So maybe I like light-up stands, or maybe I like stands that really sort dynamic of... Dynamic stands. Yeah, dynamic stands. And while this one seems very decorative, I don't know that I would go as far as to say it's dynamic. I'll say this right now. Me trying to stand him up without a stand, I am struggling. I think his head mold, while it looks beautiful, is kind of weighing him backwards a little bit or like weighing him off center. So I have, I have a question. Frustrating. Kev, you yeah. said that it's uh, notoriously a little brittle. Yeah, so some of the things that people have been saying about this piece and some other Star Ace pieces as well is that is that they can be a little brittle. Yeah, which is which ultimately can be a really really big problem because if you're swapping hands or the accessories are brittle, you have to be really 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 careful because, you know, you're not going to get replacement ones. Uh, so well, the I, idea here is that you want to be extra careful with all these because there is, yeah, I mean, that is a criticism of Star and, Ace. And I'm looking at that is. mustache. I'm looking at that mustache and thinking, man, that would not yeah. last. That's going to get broken off in my house. I, I mean, it just, my luck, well, I would break this, it. This is not going to make to your house. No, no, I'm and just. As far as I, I'm concerned, all that has to do is make it out of Sandwich's house. Right. Well, and, and I'm not going to spend the kind of money you're going to spend on a Joker figure. Well, yeah that's true that's certainly what, true. what's the sticker price on this sandwich uh you have I that one look it was uh 269 was it no i think that was the middle one the middle one. Oh, so this is the more expensive one that was let me go back to the, the website there oh my goodness well while scott gets the pricing um i think overall this is a fine piece you know is it the I don't know how many uh, Batman Ninja Joker figures there are, <laughs> you know. So 
not if many. You like if you're a fan of the figure, I do think this is a good piece to get. Um, in the realm of Joker figures, do I think it's a must-have? You should get it. That comes up down to you because this figure, it's not bad. We we have you know not not even gripes. We have points we're picking at, but. I mean, Sideshow is an excellent company, and they put out wonderful products. So, I mean, if everything they put out is a nine, and we think this is maybe an eight, that doesn't make it bad. Well, you know, an eight is still an eight. You know, let's let's be very clear, Mister Sandwich. Sideshow is just the distributor here. I understand it's that. What I'm Star saying, Star Ace, is... that is the producer. So, know, well, Sideshow makes their own stuff too. And then, Kev, are you they seeing? Do, they are, make this. Are you the seeing the delay? The display there in the yeah, yeah i think that's the one yeah that looks like it that looks like all the stuff that yeah so it's, it's 279 is is the, yeah, so and it says they're almost sold out by the way while we're looking online so oh well there you go so if you're a fan of this piece you like what you're hearing you can go over to sideshow.com and check out star aces uh ninja batman joker is that what they call it scott scroll down a little bit i can't remember the official it's title called anymore. lord joker lord joker that's lord it. joker so, deluxe six scale figure there you go. So Lord Joker Deluxe, check it out over at sideshow.com. So is there, anything, uh, is, is there anything else on our agenda today? Don't break that mustache. Don't, I was just going to say, be very it's careful. Just, don't this, break this, the mustache. The sandwich is very, like, bendable. Anyways. So what I was saying is, you know, if it's two seventy nine for the Joker, that uh, is a nice collectible. Let's talk about a collectible that made the news. An original... Uh, Super Mario Brothers, still in shrink wrap, made it, yeah. uh, sold at auction for, Sandwich, how much do you think? I don't know how many millions I want to put on this. I know it can't be less than a million. $1.5 million it's for a sealed copy stupid. of Super Mario Brothers. It's, for what system? Like the NES? Like what system could possibly have created that? Oh, let's take a look. I mean, listen, because I'm a... honestly, I feel like I saw one at a flea market still in shrink wrap like four months ago. Well, it was worth $1.5 million. You should have picked it up. This is for the Mario Super Mario 64. Sold at auction for $1.5 million. Uh, $1.5 million? I'm, I'm sure I saw one at, at a flea market. You know? It, All right, maybe I mean, it, it might have might been the, the condition is the issue then, too. Yeah, this, this has been like, got a 9.8 rating. Dom, have you ever played uh, Super Mario Brothers? Or is that uh, in your wheelhouse? That was the second video game I ever played. It's that time of the night. We turn on the black light. Let the dungeons and the dragons begin. It's D&D. Fighting with the legends of yore. It's D&D. Oh, Sandwich, I'm sorry to interrupt you, but that is the D&D music right there. That's the D&D segment music. So we're going to have to we're going to have to preempt your fabulous story in order to talk about some D&D news, which is not really D&D news this week. Yeah, it's well, there's TSR has been in the news a lot or in the Twitterverse, at least. Kind well, of, that's one way to get attention. Yeah. Oh, well, they got attention. I don't know. Any publicity is good publicity. They put out a press release. Let Did me, they? Let me, let me read the press release that came out. Oh, no. <laughs> I don't even want... I'm scared. TSR cuts ties with Wonderfilled Inc. First of all, they changed the logo back to like the old, old logo, kind of with like the, the old, the face 
logo, right. not like the three-letter logo. And it said, effective Thursday, July 8th, Stephen Dinehart and Wonderfile Inc. have been released from their licensing agreement with TSR. TSR was serving solely as the publisher for Wonderfeld, Wonderfilled Inc. and will not be able to provide any further product information regarding Wonderfilled Inc. products, including the tabletop role-playing game Giant Lands. Oh, so, so the Giant that Lands, was their product. So it's going to be moving forward with a company called Wonderfilled, and with no association with TSR, they were apparently using TSR for distribution but since tsr imploded uh wonderfield is now distancing themselves from tsr so what what did tsr do scott because i'm like you know i get my news from this program so <laughs> me too but i've been doing i've been doing a little research so first and foremost the there was the the trademark for tsr when wizards of the coast acquired them until the trademark was still out there and it lapsed and somebody else had it and then they let it lapse, and then Gygax, like, swooped in and got it, like, Ernie Gygax, the son, Jr. Oh, okay. So there's even some discrepancy over who really owns the rights to the name TSR. But then Ernie went out and did an interview where he said some things that just really offended a lot of people. Uh, what did he say? He said things that vaguely, generally sounded uh, homophobic, transphobic, uh you know, kind of saying, and then made statements to the uh, effect of, uh, you know, it's a fantasy world and we shouldn't bring politics into it. It should just be about fantasy. And then, you know, whether or not he, you know, he, well, he didn't come back to apologize or clarify the TSR uh, Twitter account, like double down on everything that he said and just kind of really got pretty ugly in the Twitter feed. So, wow. so, so they, TSR has fired the, uh, the public relations officer slash social media manager who was doing all that. And Ernie has tried to kind of walk back maybe some of those statements. Um, Yikes. But yeah, it was, it was pretty brutal. Um, and I think, so it would, it, I feel like what it came from was like, I remember maybe, maybe we talked about it on the show or you guys talked about it on the show, but the fact that uh, wizards is wanting to move away from a stance that certain races are inherently evil. Right. Mm -hmm. I mean, right. like those kind of yes. statements and so that's kind of just a direction that they're wanting to take the game and it felt like ernie was like oh that's too woke we don't want you know it's just a game don't worry about it that kind of thing you know and, and so those were the kinds of statements that he made and that offended people and and then again wow. but but the doubling down uh on twitter i think was really what made it blow up blow up so much so that the twitter account for tsr is gone right so, oh wow! So it, yeah, it, and and it really seems like the, the was new it removed TSR, by Twitter? No, no, they deleted their account. Oh. They they fired their social media manager and deleted their account. Right. So Yikes. so if I, I feel like it's very unlikely that this new iteration of TSR is going to come back. Like they they gave it a shot, they imploded. You know, it blew up on the yeah, launch they, pad. Yeah, the good old college try. Yeah. So. Yeah. So and then so so it just it was just. It wasn't, I mean, it, what Ernie said by itself was rough enough, but the way that the Twitter account yeah, totally really made it worse. stupid rhetoric. Yeah. So, I mean, um, like, I, I can understand in some weird way that I guess he's trying to, like, be like, oh, old D&D &D back in, like, the day wasn't about politics. It, like, 
I, I guess that's what he was maybe in me trying, not even defending him. Like, I guess he's trying to say like, you know, just leave D and D alone. But you know, people go to D and D as like an escape from like reality. That's why you can play like a Minotaur and cast magical spells. Like, I, I don't, I don't go to D and D to like have a real say in things. But there are people who like are affected by like actual things. So that's where they go to D and D is to have that escape. And if they want to play a drow, you know, they don't want to be told, you're like, oh, people will say racist things against you and call you evil. So I think I get that. You know, it makes the sense. Evil. That... But they're, we're trying to distance, you I know. I know, the... I know. Just no, saying. but like, I, I get, because in my mind, you know, I never thought of it as a big deal because maybe I just, I never played a drow because I, I don't like drows. Uh, I was like, what else? personally um but i mean at the end of the day you know tsr the people who are running that i think they, they should have known what they were saying was going to be problematic to someone you know in this day and age i think i think they should know you know what you can say publicly and then you know what twitter does twitter has literally ruined careers so to you know double down on something you knew was bad Right. What did you think was going to happen? Like, you know, I I appreciate them standing behind their stance. <laughs> you know, you yeah, know, no. <laughs> you know, I appreciate their bravery in committing to their homophobia. Yeah, no, that's not how that's going to happen. Yeah, it definitely the the feeling of of it was, man. I wish it was back to the days when it was just a bunch of white guys sitting around a table playing a game. Right. That's what it that's what it felt like, and that is absolutely yeah. the wrong tone in 2021 right and it's so right. as, as tone yeah. deaf a comment as you could make today yeah that's very yeah, true and and you know it, and and they have to know also in this day and age that guys are getting shut down for making stupid ass comments like that so why on earth would you say anything that was even remotely like addressing that sort of nonsense that's these are the things that i don't understand how these problems and and how these people are so tone deaf that they you know they don't understand that saying dumb shit like this is only gonna burn them you know they're i mean they're burnt junior gygax is burnt he's done he's never gonna be able to get anything going again in this industry and you know anybody that was partnered up with him and had his name and had his or her name attached to that new TSR is also burnt. Yeah, well, and they've well they've all run They're for the hills. Done. Whether they can recover or not after completely severing ties remains to be seen. But yeah, they definitely everybody's like, no, we're out, yeah. we're, we're unaffiliated. They've all put out statements yeah. to say that. And what are they going to do? You know, like I mean, they they separated themselves from the product that they were promoting. You know, are they going to go off and find some other product? Well, who's going to give them their product now? You know, who's going to who's going to be like, you know what? We want that that Gygax Jr. and friends uh, uh, behind what we're doing because they've had such a successful run. You know, it just no, no, it's just he, they're burnt. They're done. And it's a shame because there was something. There was something vaguely nostalgic about them bringing TSR back and and all that, and it just you know, it, and it's over, you know, it's just over. Well, that's I very think sad news. If they had approached it as like you know, we're TSR, and maybe it's like you know, 
in like a tongue-in-cheek way it's like you know what you know screw 5e we're gonna take it back to like old D. if they had approached it in that kind of way i feel like and not been like you know so not pc i guess i had to say that but you know if they hadn't approached it in a way of like you know we're taking it back to the old school we're tsr now and you know this is gonna be like the, you know D in the old days but not mention any of the other stuff they mentioned and be like you know right. back when it was just like dudes in basements we're bringing it back i right. think you know it might have been a whole different thing not to get too well, political but it was make D great again is that what it, what i was hearing? yeah if they didn't say well, make make D great again and just said we're doing old school D and it's going to be great then i think it would have literally worked because there are enough people i feel like who like D D but don't like 5e for some reason because that just happens to anything that's successful there's always the haters they would have drawn in that whole crowd 5e like is too so, i like three and a half or two. Oh. <laughs> three and a half D well, D 3.5 is is the best because look, it's, it's just not for uh, pansies look it's a new cycle and tsr is over probably for good this time yep yeah that was the, that was the that, definition and that is our D update for the week it's D warriors that terrify it's D all right, guys, we've had quite a show. I think uh, I hear the wrap-up music starting, though. It's uh, We've been running long. We've been having good shows, good content, but uh, there's so much stuff happening. I think we need to oh wrap it gosh. up. we got to tighten this bitch up. <laughs> so on the way out, let's remind our listeners to uh, follow the show on social media, right? The Facebook, the Twitter, the Instagram. It's all Geek Stuff TNG. They can call the GVM line. 201-730-2547. Almost kind of sleeping again at the end. He, he gets tired by the end, and he forgets. We all do. Yeah, that's true. Uh, also, if you want to uh, support the show on Patreon, right, that is patreon.com slash geekstufftng. And be sure to, wherever you're listening to the show on a podcatcher, uh, subscribe, like, share, leave us a positive review. Those things all help out, and we appreciate it. Uh, yes. Kev, you want to do your social media? Big Kev GS on the Xbox One network, if I ever get back on it. And BK Geek Stuff everywhere else. Mr. Sandwich? You can find me on Xbox One and Instagram at Fat Dumbledore, F-A-T-D-O-M-B-L-E-D-O-R-E, and maybe the PC universe, but it won't matter because Kev's never coming back to Xbox. I'm coming back next year. You can also find no. Sandwich every every Sunday on the Sandwich Shop from now on, right? Yes. Absolutely. Every Sunday. Oh, well, I'll be tuning in then. That's right. And then uh, I am uh, West Coast Scott. You can find me on the Twitters and the Instagram. It's PyDayScott1 and on Instagram and at PyDayScott on the Twitters. With that, Mr. Scott, Mr. Sandwich, we will bring this episode of Geek Stuff TNG, episode 642, the one we called Stupid Math, to a close, the way we end some episodes by staying... Good night, Paul Orendorf. Wherever you are. And on that note, we cue the music.
Good job, guys. Uh, let's just not come in tomorrow. Let's just take a day. <laughs>